Hello, everyone, and welcome to another midweek edition of the check-in. I, I avoid even saying the word, well, the, the word that I avoided saying. Uh, this is a midweek check-in from First Presbyterian Church. I'm Damon Heitman, joined by... Greg Allen Pickett. It's good to see you all today. And or, I guess we're not really seeing you. It's good to see you, Damon. Yes, well, and you as well, and it's good to be with everyone else. Indeed. Um, so, so the, the check-in for folks who may not know, we take a few moments and share a few announcements, things uh, about what's going on in, at First Pres, and it's a busy place, as always. And then we shift gears a little bit, and we talk about and give kind of a preview of the upcoming Sunday. So, with those things said and done, Greg, what should we know about? We've got some uh, exciting stuff going on in the life of the church, as always. Uh, this, uh, week we had last Sunday, we had our last, uh, children's literature sermon series. Uh, Damon preached on the book, Perfect Square that wrapped up six weeks of using children's books as uh, sermon illustrations. And so this week we start the summer sermon song series, and I'm excited to share with you that we will have, uh, Dr. Dan Deffenbaugh who uh, is a former religion professor from Hastings College, now works at CCC, and is actually going to be helping us out here at First Pres as our scholar in residence. And Dan is going to play the song for us. The song is a Neil Young song uh, that we will talk about today, but we will start the Summer Sermon Song Series and go for six weeks. Uh, We've got all but two of the dates lined up for which songs, but if you've got a song suggestion, please send it our way. We will... uh, see if we can incorporate that. And we're excited. Uh, This Sunday also, we're doing worship in the park. So we'll be back in Alexander Park, which is just north of the church on the corner of 7th and Lincoln. And so we invite you to join us. Uh, We'll ask you to bring your own chair as well as your own face mask. And we will uh, respect proper social distancing, but we will be able to join together as a family of faith and worship together. And then following worship, we'll invite you to come to the church parking lot where there will be food trucks parked here. A truck, at least one is confirmed, still working on confirming others. Uh, But that was a fun thing to do in June, so we thought we'd try it again here in July. So join us on Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Alexander Park. Bring your own chair, bring your own face mask, and we'll observe proper social distancing and have a great Sunday where we start the Summer Sermon Song Series. So that's exciting. In the meantime, uh, we have two different conversation groups going. One is a church-wide book group called on the book Gilead, which is written by Marilyn Robinson. We're about halfway through that, but it's not too late to join us. Uh, we actually recorded two conversations kind of like these, but we did it with three literature professors. And so you can get caught up, listen to those conversations, and then join us by reading the book Gilead by Marilyn Robinson. It's a story uh, written as a, a letter from an old pastor at the end of his time, he was an old pastor in a small town in Iowa, writing to his son. And it's a great book, reads well, uh, reads pretty quickly, and uh, it gets us thinking about lots of interesting things related to faith and life and Midwest ministry and all sorts of things. So that's great. And then the second thing we're doing this summer is a conversation group on anti-racism. So for the month of June, we invited the whole congregation to watch the movie uh, Just Mercy. And we held a conversation last week about that. This week, we're starting conversations about the book called The Hate You Give 
we've invited folks to read that. And uh, so if you'd like to join one of those conversations, we'll be working through the Hey You Give for the next three weeks. There's the book. And uh, so reach out to the church office. We will send out the times and dates of those conversations, and we hope you might be able to join us for them. So um, I think that's all I've got. Damon, you got an announcement about Go and Serve? I do. I have a quick question first, though. When I wear my hat like this, does it look as though I'm wearing a bonnet? No, it does not. Looks like you're wearing a baseball cap. I'm pretty sure. And this look like, you know, just like how the bonnet just kind of comes out there. There could be a bonnet-esque, but it doesn't come around your, the rest of your head. Mm. Wow, fair enough. But it doesn't tie underneath your chin with a little bow. A, A half bonnet. Perhaps a half bonnet. If I guess it's just a cap. Exist. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we do have one announcement uh, about Go and Serve. Folks probably already know, but we, because of the continued uh, COVID-19 outbreak, uh, we decided that it really probably wasn't the most responsible thing to uh, get our youth together for Go and Serve this year, which um, was quite sad and, and heartbreaking um, for myself and I know for a lot of people involved in Go and Serve. Um, the congregation has, as usual, um, been very supportive of Go and Serve and we just had done the stock sale fundraiser. So uh, I offer a word of thanks to those who supported that endeavor. We are gonna take those funds and we're going to um, turn them over to uh, organizations that we would have worked with this summer or organizations that we have worked with on past Go and Serve experiences. Um, and we would also usually have a Go and Serve Sunday right after we got back from wherever we went. Um, this year is going to be a little bit different. We're going to have a Go and Serve Sunday on July 26th, and it's going to be a little bit kind of more of a, of a retrospective sort of a Sunday. So I'm working at getting some Go and Serve alumni um, back together to kind of do a big sort of group Zoom chat conversation about Go and Serve and what the experience meant to them and um, how they sort of continue to think about it and that sort of thing. And so um, I think that'll be a really nice service and a nice thing for folks to look forward to. It's a nearly 60-year history of Go and Serve. I was, you start going through the pictures on the wall and um, you start far enough back and you see names of folks. And then, uh, you know, 15, 20 years later, you see the names of their kids <laughs> on there. Uh, I haven't found any grandkids of participants yet. I suspect that maybe there are, and I just haven't quite put all the pieces together. Um, I bet. If not, we are very close to having that. I bet. Um, so you've got Will Locke on the very first one, mm-hmm. and I bet his grandson Christian. I think that they left before he was able to go on one. Oh, I think really? They moved to Lincoln or Omaha, or wherever they. Moved. But, but, and so we're very close. If we haven't had one already, we're, and and I w- wouldn't surprise you if there's one that I missed. Um, and I'll double check, but we're very close. Which I think is just a a very cool says a lot about that what that program has meant to people throughout the years um so i'm hoping that i can get a family where that has happened um to sort of chat together about that as well so but at any rate that's for two sundays away (laughs) Um, we need to talk about this coming sunday and before we do that 
Uh, allow me please to offer a word of prayer. Loving and gracious God, thank you for your presence, um, for the gift of your love, for all that it has meant to all of those who, who have come to know you throughout the years. And as we continue to study your word, as we continue to consider what it might mean for our lives, I ask that your presence might again be with us, that our eyes may be opened, that our hearts may be unfolded, that our ears may be unplugged to hear your word. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Unplug so, our ears. I like that. Yeah, it just seemed. <laughs> we could take off our gloves and actually touch the thing, too. It'd be kind of nice. Um, so you, so we've got a song. We're going to start the songs this week. Uh, should we do the song first? Or do you want to do, you want to do the scriptures first? Let's do the song first. Okay. Let me click a few buttons. Greg, you vamp for a couple of moments. All right. So the uh, song is a Neil Young song. Um, the famous Neil Young, who has uh, been with us for a long time, uh, suggested, I can't remember who, who pitched this one to me, but it seemed like a good way to start the Summer Sermon Song series. And uh, fits kind of with what's going on in our country and our world right now. So with that introduction said, I'm going to mute myself and turn it over to Damon so he can play the song. So yeah, this is When God Made Me by Neil Young. It's from the Prairie Wind album. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give it a listen now. Hopefully we don't get any ads pop up.
We're good. So yeah, okay, so that's the song, When God Made Me, and you have paired this with a couple of different passages of scripture. Uh, the first coming from Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 27, and this is from the CEB translation of the Bible, or the contemporary common. English? Is that common what it is? English Bible. Common, I always forget what it is. The Common English Bible. Uh, so it reads something like this. Then God said, let us make humanity in our image to resemble us so that they may take charge of the fish of the sea, the birds and the sky, the livestock, all the earth and all the crawling things on earth. God created humanity in God's own image and the divine image. God created them, male and female. God created them. There ends that reading. And also from Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 through 29. You are all God's children through faith in Christ Jesus. All of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now, if you belong to Christ, then indeed you are Abraham's descendants. Heirs according to the promise. There ends that reading as well. Greg, what do you got? Well, I uh, it's a fascinating song by Neil Young. Um, and it just got me thinking, as you can tell by these scriptures I picked about what it means to be made in God's image and what it means to be children of God. Um, riffing on on Neil Young's uh, title there, When God Made Me. And, um, and I, I like Neil Young's series of rhetorical questions that he asks as he's thinking through this question about uh, what it means to be made in God's image or what it means to be children of God. Uh, and they're rhetorical questions that are really quite poignant and I think get at the heart of a lot of what's going on in our country and our world today. And so, uh, yeah, I think, um, and, and then I think that, Paul's letter to the Galatians answers some of these rhetorical questions that Neil Young poses, which is why I sort of paired the two together the way that I did. Um, it also made me think of uh, one of my favorite hymns in our hymnal, uh, which is to the tune Finlandia. Yeah, I knew that. I was hoping this was coming. Uh, and so uh, we may or may not include that on Sunday, uh, Mary Plock right now is working on our music. I, I'll probably send her a note right after this mm -hmm. to say, would you consider this as one of your <laughs> songs? Yeah, um, uh, th this is my song. Is that the title of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and anyways, it's just, uh, it's a thoughtful song. It's a thought provoking song. And it, it got me thinking about Galatians and, and Genesis and what it means to be made in the image of God, what it means to be a child of God. Um, so I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it seems to be very intentionally um, a, a perspective-challenging song, right? Uh, and the same with that. This is my song, I think, is a, is a very perspective. Um, for folks who don't know that, uh, some of the words I think are, um, my country skies are bluer than the ocean, um, yet other, other lands have spacious skies as well. There's something like that. Yeah, I, I wish I had a hymnal closer. I've to got the lyrics right here. 
Um, or I don't. Let's see. <laughs> but the, the whole the whole ethos of it is um, this idea of, of having a sense of pride and wonder and joy in the place where you are from and also recognizing that other places are just as beautiful or just as wonderful or uh, yeah my country's things. skies are bluer than the ocean and sunlight beams on clover leaf and pine but yeah, other lands have sunlight too and clover and skies are everywhere as blue as mine oh hear my song O oh God of all the nations, a song of peace for their land and for mine. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it, it, it challenges that. Um, and these passages do also, particularly the Genesis passage, I think, um, challenge some of that. I talked about this last Sunday, that notion that it's easy for us to sink into, the, that I'm actually the center of the universe. Um, and all this other all this other stuff is really here to serve me. Um, all the the employees at Russo's are really just there to serve me. They're not, <laughs> they're not there to earn a wage for their own family or whatever. Chocolates covered me. fried cinnamon roll, right? Yeah, you know they're yeah. they're really just they're just really there to serve me. Um, and that and this is of the two creation stories in the in the book of Genesis. <laughs> this, one has, I think, kind of always been my favorite. Um, that sense, because oftentimes the other story is interpreted as well. Since Adam was created first, then then guys must be better than gals, right? Right. Uh, and this is a different way of approaching the creation story. They male and female created at the same time, uh, and as a reflection, intended to be a reflection of the same image. Uh, right. The divine image of God is, yeah. is reflected in male and female. God created them that way. And it's a, it's a beautiful reflection. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right that we fall into the other narrative oftentimes and forget that this creation story says this so clearly. Um, yeah, it's interesting. When the song came out, there was actually some pushback from Christian communities to Neil Young's song, because it's it obviously plays like a hymn or a choir song, right? He even has the the the, the black church choir backing yep. him up on the recording we yep. heard. I'm I'm interested to see how Dan Deffenbaugh interprets this. He's going to do it on. Uh, um, oh, let that ring. Someone's sorry. phone is ringing. Yeah, sorry. Um, he's going to do it on guitar, I believe, and we'll see how that works out. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's interesting because, uh, as I said, Neil Young got some pushbacks from some Christian communities when this song first came out because they were, they were a little concerned about these rhetorical questions that he posed. And, and I, I mean, I, my question would be, what, what concerns you about questions? These are, he's just asking a series of questions. How you answer them is, is really where it's at. But uh, there was pushback within uh, what I would say is more conservative Christian circles to this song when it came out. Uh, as I've been researching the song, the song came out in early 2000s on that Prairie Wind album. And uh, it's funny, I had not heard of it, but when it was sent to me, I thought, wow, this, I like this song a lot. Uh, and it, it gets you thinking, which is kind of what this faith journey is all about. Like these are a good series of questions to get us thinking about our faith and 
And for me, it, it intersected with scripture, with the Genesis and the Galatians passage. And I think those are all good things. I, I don't, I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, in some ways you might think that, that, that framing this as a series of questions is among the most gentle ways that you can present <laughs> some of the ideas that, and even then you're just kind of reading in the ideas um, yeah. into the questions. Right. Um, and as I was listening to it, it also made me think about um, the, the heaven and hell, uh, the, the noon book group who's reading through heaven and hell. And cause there's, they've spent a lot of time talking about um, the odyssey, which is the question of, of human suffering and why it exists. Um, but in particular, talking about the notions of the omni notions, um, the uh, omnipresence, omnipotence, and all knowing, whatever that omnip omniscient, omniscient. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and talking about, okay. If God is all of those things, this is the question Sven asked for ages. If God is all of those things, uh, all knowing, all powerful and all present, present. Thank you. <laughs> then why does suffering exist? Um, and, but they've spent a lot of time talking about kind of the all knowing part of it. And, and this question, the song sort of reflects that question. Like, did, to kind of envision all of you know, all the wars that were, that are fought or have been fought in God's name. And, right. Um, does, does God see those things coming or not? And um, yeah, there's some interesting questions that obviously like <laughs> that could be raised out of this. But. Well, yeah. And, and, and I mean, they're, they're difficult questions to wrestle with, but that's the, the, the joy of doing this is doing this in the context of a Christian community is wrestling with different difficult questions, right? When God created me, was he thinking about my religion and the way I worshiped him? Or was God thinking about creating humanity in God's image? Was God planning only for believers or those who just have faith? And that's an interesting, uh, just a question to wrestle with, right? Yeah. Believers and those who have faith. And what do we do with that? How do we, how do we wrestle with that? And then, as you said, the, these other questions as well about the wars fought in his name. And was there only one way to be close to him? Um, yeah. And then, and then the last part gets into uh, to sort of our prophetic call as believers, right? So did he give me the gift of voice so I could just be silenced? Did he give me the gift of vision, not knowing what I might see? And then finally, did he give me the gift of compassion to help my fellow man? And that's, uh, there's a lot of really good stuff to sort of wrestle with in the context of this song and in the context of our faith and, and how God reveals God's self to us through scripture. Yeah, it also reminds me of how little we know. Uh, and uh, that's one of the things actually that's come up in that Gilead book uh, a fair amount. Because the, not, this isn't spoiling anything. The main, the narrator of the book uh, has just received news that he has a fatal condition and he anticipates dying relatively shortly. Um, and he spent, so he spends a lot of time reflecting on heaven and the nature of the afterlife and 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 a lot of times just sort of comes back to this sort of, i have no idea I, I, 
I have no idea. I can speculate. I can hope. I can, I can do all of these things, but I have no idea. <laughs> and um, and the, a lot of these questions are I have, I have no idea. When 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 human beings were created in the image of God, yeah, the, but yeah. What what church was God thinking that they would go to, <laughs> or was God thinking that they would go to any church? at all maybe god wasn't anticipating that they would need to go to church right. um yeah all of those are yeah it, it, it strikes me how little we know yeah did god anticipate we'd be building building these these edifices these huge buildings where we say this is where the worship of god takes place when when we read in the genesis narrative there's there's no indication god intended for us to limit the worship of god to a particular physical space yeah and yet when we say church, that's, that's where our minds take us now because of, of how we as humans have developed this understanding of God. Um, and I think these rhetorical questions give us pause. <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, I suspect that, that you should be able to find something to preach on in all this. I, I actually suspect you already have. I actually haven't. That's part of the reason I scheduled oh. our, our check-in was to get, get the thoughts flowing a little bit. That's, that's my, that's my secret that this check-in is how I start my sermon writing process. Yeah. Well, yeah. And especially because there, uh, there was no Bible study this week. Bible study returns next week. Is that right? It does. Yeah. Bible study will be back next week, Tuesdays at noon. Any, anyone is welcome to join us for that. We, we do it via Zoom. I think we might have both in-person and Zoom components starting next week. We'll uh, see how we can manage that. But yeah. Okay. Anything else? Gosh, I don't think so. But uh, can I close with the word of prayer? Yes, please do. All right. Creator God, who created humanity in your image, We like the questions that Neil Young asks because it gets us to think, gets us to think about who we are as your children, gets us to think about what our role is in this world as having been made in your image and what that means for us, what that means for the call that you have placed on our lives to be disciples of Jesus Christ, to share the good news so that all may come to know your love, God. This week, as we reflect on this song and the scriptures, we ask that you be with us in the reflection. Help us more fully and deeply understand you and how much you love us. We ask all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, that's all for this week. Um, so I guess until next time, toodaloo.